It is. It's me. It's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler, and this is my Casino Combat Podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome, welcome. Just remember, on this podcast, we spell combat with a K. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary persons, children of all ages and persuasions who are of legal age, this podcast discusses gambling and casinos. Gambling is a morally questionable life choice. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay your bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know the phone number for your local problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that phone number. We will make sure you have that phone number. Everything I'm going to share with you in this podcast is based in fact. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Minor items unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. All right, well, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I am the Ramblin' Gambler, and this is episode three. If if you're new to this, welcome. We are going to do a Casino Combat Core Concept segment today and discuss betting strategies. We will have a moment of Casino Wisdom. The rambling segment features a trip to a new casino, which is always fun for me. And even in the pandemic, it's always great to see a casino for the first time. And without spoiling anything, I received a really great surprise during this trip. Um, I mean, kind of spectacular good news uh, for what I'm trying to do. And finally, we're going to finish up in the VIP lounge with some stories. Everybody ready? Let's get started with Casino Combat Core Concepts. remember the core concepts. Let's run them down again real quick. Learn a game with a minimum house advantage. We did that last week. Learn a betting strategy that includes both progressive and regressive concepts and we're going to do that this week and spoiler alert it's going to run a little long but this is the toughest core concept guys. The toughest one really for me to explain. Um, Have a bankroll of money you can afford to lose that's large enough for the bet that you're going to make. Get a player's card from the casino, have the discipline to win a small set amount and leave, or lose a small amount and leave, and in the end, try to win the month, not the day, and if you lose the month, try to keep the loss small enough that you're going to make it up with comps and gifts on the backside. Last episode, we reviewed house advantage in various games. We found out that slot play isn't really going to work for these set of uh, techniques, and I taught you that if you really didn't want to learn anything, you could play the bank bet in Baccarat and have access to a game with a very small house advantage that requires no knowledge or skill. I also told you that the best game with the smallest possible house advantage is blackjack and to take advantage of that small house advantage you need to learn basic strategy. So today I want to talk to you about betting theories and betting strategies. And A betting strategy alone isn't going to make you a winner. That's, that's not how this works. Um, but if you don't have one, you're, you're going to lose. I mean, look, anybody can walk into any casino at any time and win money. Random stuff happens. I'm just talking about over time, over the long run, doing this on the regular, building up those house benefits we've been talking about. You're going to need a betting strategy or you're going to just need money you can lose. Um, so I'm going to tell you that of all the core concepts, this is the one where you benefit the most from my decades of experience. I learned all this the hard way, and I tested all this to failure. 
Um, you can skip all of that and just piggyback off of what I've done by, by understanding the concepts in this episode. So let's first talk about how beginners approach betting. And, and I'm not saying this with, with any you know, snark in it. We all start somewhere and we all start with this one and some people never move beyond it. And so what a beginner does is it's often referred to as flat betting and they just make the same bet every single time. Same bet, whatever it is, whether it's 10, 100,000, whatever, and they just bet the same amount over and over and over. And they're somehow hoping that in what, as we know, is a 50-50 game, that somehow they're going to end up on the good side of it. They're just going to happen to win a whole bunch. And as I said, could happen over time. It's not going to happen. What's going to happen, if you bet the same amount every hand for years and years, the best you can hope for is to stop after winning one more hand than the house. That's the end result of a 50-50 game. I don't know if uh, if any of you are familiar with Big Bang Theory, but this is like Sheldon's view of gift giving, right? You know, From Sheldon's point of view, you give him a gift, he gives you a gift of equal value. You give him a gift, he gives you a gift of equal value. You do that with Sheldon for years. In the end, one of you dies and received, but was not given one gift or vice versa. Again, it's fine. If you only gamble once every few years, it's really fine. But I'm way looking to win way more times than I lose. And sometimes I would like to win a lot, whatever a lot means to you. The next thing that, that the experts recommend is uh, double when you win. So uh, you, win, you win a bet, you double it, you win again, you add the amount of the first bet again. And as you continue, as long as you keep winning... It's great, and when you lose, you go back to that first bet. Um, this is called progressive betting, increasing your bet when you win. In practice, this way of doing progressive betting, not the way I do it, but this manner of progressive betting goes like this. You bet a dollar. If you lose, you bet a dollar again. You keep betting one dollar until you win. When you win, your next bet is two dollars, and if you win again, your next bet is three dollars until you lose, and then you go back to betting $1 again until you win again. It's simple. It's easy. It works sometimes, but when it goes wrong, it, it just goes completely sideways. Um, <clears throat> in fact, it goes so sideways that I actually have a story about it, and while negative t stories aren't generally super fun, um, I'm actually going to share that in the VIP lounge today, um, and that'll show you why I don't recommend this for long-term success. So, Kind of a programming note, um, if you normally get to the VIP lounge and stop because it's just stories, not because, because it's not learning, um, and, and that's sometimes true and I completely get that, today we're actually going to do learning in the VIP segment too. So another approach to is to increase your bet when you lose, um, and that's called regressive betting or betting on regression, um, and in fact this is the only proven betting system, it works every time. Did I get your attention there? It's undisputed, established fact that there is a betting system that works every single time. So let's find out why casinos are not bankrupt and every gambler doesn't use this proven system. All right, 18th century France. A guy, and I assume his name was Martingale, but he invents a system of wagering called the Martingale system. And the concept is simple. After every losing bet, you bet your next bet is double the bet you just lost. So if you bet a dollar and lose, you bet two dollars. And then you bet four and then you bet eight, and then you bet 16. And when you win, you will have one more dollar than when you started the whole thing and you started all over again with one dollar. 
Now, if you have a very large amount of money in relationship to the first wager, and if you have nerves to steal, this, this will work. There's, there's no disputing it, okay? But I showed you four losing hands, and the fifth bet was 16 times the first. Again, if you were told there would be no math, I'm really sorry about that. There's tons of math. For simplicity, add a zero to all those numbers that I just showed you. Your first bet's $10. The next bet in this sequence is $160. And when you make that $160 bet, you've already lost $150. And if you lose that bet, you have lost a total of $310, and your next bet is $320. Are you getting uncomfortable yet? You should be. These numbers are just growing real quick and real unmanageable. Um, actually, okay. My podcast, I guess my rules, change a game plan. I told you VIP Lounge would be progressive wagering today, and I'd share a story. I'm going to give you some bonus content here, folks. Today's VIP Lounge will include the pro progressive betting story, but you're also getting the, the regressive wagering story as well. So a bonus story that's going to put all of this in context, uh, the two between them. Sorry about that. Problem with being my own program director. Um, I'm back on topic here. So this was invented in 18th century France. It was applied to a coin flipping game and to roulette, which was also invented in France. So if you were wealthy enough and could stomach the crazy big risks that you were going to run into to win a very small amount, this system works. There's no question about it. Now here there's two things you need to know. Even the most ridiculous things will happen eventually if you hang around casinos long enough. Think a roulette wheel cannot spin red 10 times while you're betting black? No, no, it does happen. Think a good blackjack player never loses 12 hands in a row? Nope, it happens. Probably more often than you would think. No matter how improbable something is, eventually it's going to happen. The second thing you need to know is that the people who operate casinos are not stupid. Tables have a minimum and a maximum, folks. There's a sign on the corner of the table, and it will say $15 minimum, $1,500 maximum. Most people don't ever pay attention to that. It doesn't matter to them. They're never going to make a maximum bet. The maximum is there to stop you from taking advantage of the house by being a well-funded well Martingale player. For all the wonders of the Martingale system, casinos quickly, and I'm assuming very long ago because we're talking back to the 18th century, figured out the way to short-circuit this is just to limit how many bets they'll take at the table. So players who try this either get crushed or they get to a point where they're not brave enough or well-funded enough to, to actually keep going and follow this to the end and make it work. So I've discovered through trial and error that a wagering strategy must include both progressive and regressive components and a point to stop both of them before they get out of control because either one of them taken to extremes just wrecks you. You need an exit system to, to go along with this and it needs to kind of be built in to, to how, how that all works. And if you understand all of this, if you understand all this to the level that I understand all this, you can kind of sit around and play invent gambling strategy all day and include these things in. But I'm not going to ask you to do that. I'm not going to tell you, okay, well, I taught you progressive concepts, regressive concepts, figure it out. I'm going to share with you a system that I invented years ago after a progressive betting failure that I'm going to talk about in the VIP lounge today. So let's call this what I'm about to show you the TR wagering system number one. Uh, the premise for this wagering strategy is that whether you are playing black, blackjack, baccarat, or roulette, each wager is 
close to 50-50, standing on its own. If you're playing a 50-50 game and your wagering strategy has a goal of winning one wager out of every three wagers, remember, 50-50 game, you're trying to win one of every three wagers in a game where you should win one of every two wagers. You're trying for less than what should and over time will happen. We're going to use $10 wagers as our example, and I'm going to illustrate for you in a fair amount of detail how the TRG wagering system number one works. First, the progressive part. You bet $10 and win. You bet $10 and win again. Your next bet is $15, which is your base bet plus 50%. If you win your next bet, if the it's the $15 plus another five for a total of 20. Let's stop here, take a look. You won 35, your next bet is 20. Even if you lose, you have a profit for this sequence. And your next bet would be $10. And if you left, lost that, you would still have a profit for the sequence. We've built some protections in here, folks. We've built some accommodations to how a traditional prog progressive system works. If you keep winning on this, you continue to add $5 each time. And whenever we lose, we return to our base bet of $10. Next, the regressive part. This can get a little harsh, but trust me, it works more often than it doesn't. And when it doesn't, the exit sign is, is big and bold, okay? So you bet $10 and, you're lo and you lose. The next bet is a Martingale bet. So you double what was lost. Your next bet's 20. If you win, you have a $10 profit and you return to your $10 bet. And if you win, you progress. And if you lose, you regress. You basically start over. If you lose, your next bet is four and a half times your first bet, or in this case, $45. By intent, by design, this is Martingale on steroids. If you lose, my best advice is step away from the table. If you win, you have a $15 profit and you go back to your $10 base bet and then you progress or regress based on the results. But as I said, best advice, step away from the table, take a relatively minor loss. My second best advice, and if I'm being honest, probably more the way I played this system many times, is to make one last $30 or three unit bet. If you win that back, if you win that bet, you're mostly back to even. And you're close. You can start over at $10 and, and you can work back up. In all cases, if you lose that fourth bet, you really need to leave the table. Either regroup and find another table or come back a different day, but that's what you really need to do. Otherwise, you're just you're making a problem that's bigger than you should have to solve. This gambling system, this wagering system, works great in two different situations. One, your main casino is very close to home, and you can leave, come back tomorrow, come back in a few days, whatever. So, my local casino, 20 minutes on the way to to and from a whole variety of places that I go. If I pop in and I'm knocked out in four hands, big deal. I'll come back. In a couple days, I'll try again. I'll win that money back. It's not something that I'm particularly concerned about. Um, the, the other is you're on vacation in Las Vegas or Atlantic City where there are plenty of tables and plenty of casinos, and you can just kind of ramble around, pick your tables as you go. I've used this system for decades with tremendous success. Um, if you have the discipline to exit when it tells you to exit, either at the third or the fourth hand, it keeps the losses to a minimum, it generates plenty of profit, and if you just win one out of every three hands in a game where you should win one of every two, 
it kicks out profit. I still use this once in a while from time to time. And currently, I'm using a more complex wagering system for my daily play. And that system is admittedly less teachable. I, I feel like I've just taught you four gambling systems. And the, the one I got to is probably about all somebody new to this is, is probably ready to handle. Um, maybe I'll teach it at some point in the future. But I'm not trying to hide anything from you. I've taught you wagering 101, wagering 201, and majoring 401. And at some point in the future, we'll, we'll do the master's level class, if, if that makes sense. I told you in episode one that if you stuck with me, I'd teach you each of the core concepts in detail. So far, I've taught you how to play a game with a very small house advantage in episode two. And I've taught you a wagering strategy with progressive and regressive concepts in episode three. In episode four, we will discuss having a bankroll of money you can afford to lose. And here's the good news. There will be more math, but we've now covered the two toughest sections and the most complicated parts of the core concepts. The rest are easier to understand, although leaving can be tough to implement for many people. The next segment is a moment of casino wisdom. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today we are going to discuss Casino Wisdom number 22, which is always play your free play if you are in the casino. And further, I'm going to show you a no-risk technique for putting that free play money to work in a way that is almost certain to make you a profit, at least a small one. So once again, a Casino Wisdom is knowledge and experience that leads to a very specific action. I have plenty of knowledge regarding free play and lots of experience using it, so let's go. If you spend any amount of time around a casino at all, they're going to give you free money to gamble in various ways. And one of the very, very first and easiest ways that they give you free money to gamble with is called free, free play. Every once in a while, they call it free spins. Um, for instance, join a casino reward program. They're going to give you a little free play. They might give you free money to play with free, free play if you uh, play in a slot tournament. It might be a prize in a drawing. It might be a monthly bonus for regular players. It might be you showed up on Wednesday and you're over 55 years old. Here's some free play. They have a ton of reasons. The idea from what I see is you get playing slots. Um, you may recall from episode two, that's not a very good wager. And then you've lost all the free money and you start putting in some of your own money and you lose that as well. Or if they give you a prize and they give you free play, they're really giving you nothing unless you happen to win and, and leave with some of it. So most people don't win enough to leave, and the prize really doesn't cost the house anything. Sometimes table players get random free play for random reasons, even though they don't play slots. My goal, I'm in a casino. What I'm trying to do is squeeze out every possible penny. I think that if you are in a casino and you, you have free play available to you and you skip it, I think you're making a mistake. And yes, Gabriel, I'm looking at you. So 
applying Casino Wisdom number 22 to slot play includes two things. First, don't say, oh, it's only $10. Who cares? Don't do that. Play the free play. You could win hundreds. You could win thousands. You probably won't. On average, honestly, you're going to win about half of the free play amount if you follow this technique. See, when the house gives you free play, you can't take it out of the machine. You have to spin all of it through the slot machine. So if I get $10 of free slot play, here's what I do. I find a penny slot with a 50 cent spin that looks fun for whatever reason. Subject matter, graphics, it does not matter at all. Just whatever looks fun. So I have 20 spins. Uh, first spin, it hits for 10 cents. I hit the cash out button. There'll be a little message on the screen that says you can't take out the free play, but that's no big deal. You've taken out the cash. And every time you win, you take out the cash. Usually, as I said, whatever they give you. They give you 50, you're going to get 25-ish. And most of the time, they're just going to give you 10. But here's the other thing. Every once in a while, that $10 of free play is going to kick out 20, not half, or 50, or 100, or a few hundred. I'm not going to tell you that you're going to win tens of thousands and retire to a deserted island somewhere, but it all adds up. And whatever you get out of the slot machine, you take all of it and you put it in your pocket and you add it to your profits, but you don't gamble with it. It's not part of your bankroll. It's part of your profit. Do this regularly and over time, you're going to be surprised at how much it adds up. Let me tell you a quick story about TRG making a complete fool of himself. Um, yeah, I had a really bad day, guys. At the blackjack table, of course. It wasn't going well. I had one bet left before I was going to hit my exit point. I made the bet. It was a three-unit bet. I lost. And I got this little pile of chips left. And, and off to the cage I go to cash them in and leave. And I'm annoyed with how things have gone. And it probably had been a bad week of gambling, not just a bad day of gambling. And the cashier doing her job reminds me that I have 100 in free play. And I sure wouldn't want to miss that, would I? And I say, yeah, sure, thanks, I appreciate it. It's not like $50 is going to fix anything, but yeah, sure, I'll go. I, I made a complete fool out of myself. I always try to be kind to staff, and I just missed the mark on this one. I, I did not live up to my own expectations. Not my finest moment. So I find a machine with a $10 spin option and just because I want to get done. 10 spins, be done, get out of the building, get out of here. I, I don't catch hardly anything, and I'm just getting more annoyed, more annoyed, more annoyed. And on the last spin, sure enough, three sevens, thousand dollars, way more than what I had lost at the blackjack table, and I am completely embarrassed, embarrassed and ashamed of, of my behavior. So I did, I did, went to the, to the same cashier to redeem my slip. I didn't hide, I didn't go off to the, to the automated machine and get my money there, uh, even though I could have. Uh, I went back to the same window, waited for the same cashier, cashed my, my, my slip, apologized to her both at the beginning and the end, and, and tipped her well in the process. Bottom line, folks, always play your free play, unless you don't care about money. If you don't care about money, I don't get why, why you're here listening to this. I'm grateful. I, I just I don't get it. So always play your free play. That's Casino Wisdom number 22. The next segment is our rambling segment, so let's hit the road. So, different week, different state, different casino. Um, my local casino is also opening the same day, and of course, as a result, my casino host is less than thrilled that I'm not showing up for the grand opening. But 
my assumption is that the line the first day is going to be a mess and I, I really just I don't need that not part of my plan uh, again researching before leaving this part of the country has significant less COVID cases than our homes our home area does and so in our minds for whatever that's worth we're not increasing our risk despite the fact that this casino is not very far from the casino we were at last week never been here for whatever reason uh, so fun right from the start right new casino uh, means a new reward system which usually means some form of free money to gamble and a new chip for my chip collection for like the last 15 years anytime I gamble in a casino for the first time I make sure I keep a one dollar chip you know, just kind of as a souvenir the hotel is connected to the casino uh, looks very nice it's priced at 186 and that's pricey folks I not my first choice but as I said I expect to pay at the beginning and, and benefit in August. Plus, if you listen listen to episode two, you know we had a profit you know last week, so we're in good shape. Uh, we get there, the sports bar in the hotel's open, and that was that was a nice option. COVID precautions, slightly different, but not in a negative way, and and not really enough to like go into detail. But we get a big surprise when we go to sign up for the rewards program. Somehow during the pandemic, this casino and probably in process before switches ownership and it's now part of the my choice reward program so bummer we don't get the free slot play because we were already members from somewhere else years ago um but in the bigger picture in the my plans picture this is huge news i mean i'm trying to build a casino cluster of two casinos and now one of those is part of a national reward system and i checked it out and it's a really good one we're at the top end you're getting free trips to the Las Vegas Strip. I mean, even at the tippy-top level, they're, they're leasing you a Mercedes for the year. So cluster strategy, still going to work, still more than fine. Uh, good news, but the, the bigger news is, is the national reward system and, and the map. And now I feel like I've got all the tools need, needed just to, to go ahead and be successful during this pandemic and, and set myself up once again for neat things and fun times and unusual experiences and and all of that you know looking out into into 20 and 21 and then the better part is during the pandemic itself if things are bad to the east i can go west if they're bad to the west i can go south all part of the same reward system all building on the same points and bonus 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 we have family in several of those other cities so in many ways the rest of the trip doesn't matter at this point i've had a big benefit already and but that said you know let me go over the rest of it table limits here little higher than the first week which didn't throw mrs trg but nothing she couldn't manage and we got off to a great start right from the beginning normally i don't recommend side bets on a blackjack table usually the house advantage is way too big this situation is a little different see normally if the table minimum is 25 you have to make a main bet of 25 and then make the side bets on top of that but apparently management here is feeling bad because usually they have 10 and 15 dollar tables and now they don't so they were allowing you to make the 15 dollar main bet and the two five dollar side bets for a total of 45 as as kind of meeting their players halfway kind of thing and then when i look at the payout charts for the side bets they had some really big ones i mean some really big ones like 290 to one big just in case you don't want to do the math in your head, if you win 
291 on a $5 bet. The payout is 1,450 American dollars. Kind of going on instinct, I decide that three bets are better than one in this particular situation. And sure enough, while I did not hit for 1,450 American dollars, I did hit for several big multi-hundred dollar wins. And all those immediately came right off the table, right into my pocket, not going to be risk at all. We had a great dinner at the sports bar, played a little after dinner, things started to go south, and we called it a night. So getting up the next day, we added an extra 30 minutes to our drive home by stopping at the other casino in the cluster, which of course is the casino we were just at a week ago. We figured we'd pick up some extra points and show Bubba, our new old host, some additional actions. Things didn't go well. We left with a small loss. As we were driving home, we realized that this slot parlor that's on the route that we generally completely ignore because, well, slots, is, is also part of the My Choice property system. So another potential little mini bonus, I mean, and this could be as small as points we earned at My Choice property A, we turn into lunch at My Choice property B, which is halfway on the drive home and a good place to take a lunch break without paying for the meal, basically. So then just because why not overdo it? Um, to finish things up, when we got back into town, we did decide to drop in on our local casino, just kind of a scouting trip, safety scan, see how the setup was, and they were offering some free play bonuses. I should say free bet bonuses, to be precise, uh, table bets. They were offering some free table bets for opening weekend in addition to what we would normally get. So we decided to go check it out and, and go in as long as there wasn't a long line. And there was no line. We played a couple of shoes won back what we had lost in the morning, along with a few more dollars, and we got home tired and happy. And not only have we built a, a casino cluster, but we had legitimate access to a national reward system that we had not really used much in the past and probably have neglected out of uh, lack of exposure. We won several days' pay after expenses, and that includes the, the hotel expense, and on Monday, my local casino was going to hand out designer handbags that had been delayed during the lockdown, and Mrs. TRG really wants the handbag. So the freebies are rolling in again, and while it's different, our casino lifestyle is very much back and in action. Three casinos in one day. Next weekend, back to where it all started, Casino One. For our final segment today, we're going to take a trip to the VIP lounge. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Well, as always in the VIP lounge, the bar is open. Help yourself, adult beverages, artisanal sodas, and uh, we'll get right into it after you've uh, helped yourself. Uh, my local casino has a sign near the entrance that says, uh, good stories never start with, so we decided to have a salad and go home early. And, and I always kind of keep that in, in top of mind as I'm, as I'm telling stories, because most of my stories are fun to tell. And, and, and it's because things go well. It, when things go wrong, the story is like this. I went to the casino. I lost. I left. The end. No one is interested. No one is, form, is informed. No one laughs. But it is important to know that those negatives do occur. Um, and if, if I don't make that known, I, I don't want to give the impression that, that you or anybody else should think, oh, well, he just goes and wins, because that's 
not what happens. I, I don't. No one does. Or I don't know anyone who does. Um, Gabriel comes close once in a while, and every time I think I'm going to hand him the trophy, then it, it turns out he's just mortal like every one of us. Well, or as mortal as an angel can be. But anyway, um, that's not the goal. You know that's not the goal. The goal is to win as much as possible, as often as possible, and, and if we lose, to, to keep it to a small amount and, and get out the door and pick it up on the comps and on the experiences. So I'm going to tell you two stories today with negative outcomes, one worse than the other. Both have educational value directly as it pertains to progressive and regressive wagering concepts. So let's do the regressive story first. I had business on the West Coast years, day, years ago, and the customer was happy to fly me to Las Vegas on Friday, then to the West Coast on Sunday, because the flights were cheaper and their total cost went down. But at the time, there was a real low-roller casino on the Strip called the New Frontier. And they had opened a new t hotel tower relatively recently, and, and it was very nice. So, in addition, the rooms were not very expensive. And better than that, they had a promotion going where for every blackjack you, you received at the blackjack table, you, you got a token, a little round disc. And when you had ten of those discs, they would comp you a room. And the best part, their blackjack tables had a $2 minimum. So... I decide I'm going to use a Martingale system because, you know, at $2, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And, and my final bet will be a bet of $32. And if I lost that $32 bet, I'd leave the table. And if I won $100, I'd leave the table. And along the way, I'd grab enough tokens for free rooms to, to redeem those and not pay for the rooms that I'd already booked. So Friday goes great. Comped room. Won a couple hundred bucks. Saturday, so-so. Lost all the way to thirty-two, a $32 bet a couple times, but I won my room comp. Sunday, my flight's, you know, mid to late afternoon. I'm still up a little. I'll take one more run at things. So I quickly hit the $32 exit twice, managed to win 100 once, and then ended with a, a $32 bet, doubled, and maybe split and doubled, and lost big picture. I lost and spent about $50 more than the comp rooms would have cost me in cash. So I lost. And not only did I lose... But I was going to make it back. No, I just, I really lost. And I learned the hard way that even a limited martingale taken to an extreme because you've got a relatively large amount of cash relative to the size of the initial bet just isn't really workable. The other story is uh, the progressive story and uh, it involves vacation at a major Las Vegas strip hotel and casino. And it was a vacation, not a gambling trip. We did as much touristy stuff as we did gambling, and we had a great time. Once again, our flight's a little later, and I managed to get us a late checkout. So Mrs. TRG went to enjoy the pool, and I went to the blackjack table. I was playing basic strategy. I was playing a basic progressive wagering system. And for nearly three hours, it went exactly, and I do mean exactly like this. Bet $10 win. Bet $20 lose. Bet $10 win. That $20 lose, a classic progression, over and over and over and over. I was winning 10 and losing 10 and losing $100 in the process. And I knew I was using a solid strategy. And I knew I was using a well-known wagering system. And I was miserable on the way home. And I was angry at myself. And I was puzzled as heck, heck, uh, heck. And I, I just, I'd ruined it. I'd gotten completely thumped lost hundreds of dollars, I turned a fun trip into a big loss, and I sat there on that plane and I just said, you either have to figure out something better or you're just not doing this again. And I don't mean I was never ever going to play 
uh, a game of blackjack again, but the, the whole idea of really trying to develop a way to approach the game and, and maximize my opportunities, I knew I had to find something better than a progressive betting strategy where if you bet one, you double your money because the, the, the gap was too big. The problem was too small. Good news, I was working at a job right across the street from the main branch of the public library in my rather large city. And they had two shelves full of books on blackjack and gambling. I mean, each one, each one 10 feet long, so 20 feet of books. And the job I was working in at the time simply required me to feed a floppy disk into a computer for hours at a time. And no one cared if I read books or did whatever, as long as every time the, the computer went ching, I popped out the floppy disk, popped in the next one, and pressed enter. So over the next three months, I read every single book in the library, all 20 feet. I read some of them twice. And out of that, the TRG wagering system number one that I shared with you earlier in this episode was born. I hope I've demonstrated that I know a great deal about gambling. And I hope I've shared with you many times that I don't think I know everything about gambling. And if you know something I don't, I'm happy to learn. If you have an idea or a concept, something you think that works, mail it to, email it to, what I do at CasinoCombat.com. That's it, folks. I'm glad you listened to Casino Combat with a K. I'd be thrilled if you enjoyed it and decided to like, subscribe, and share. And I understand if you didn't and that you have to hit the dislike. And I'd rather have you do that so that I know than, than not have any feedback at all. And if you think I'm a complete idiot spouting garbage, as I always say, that's fine too. Let your friends know that how funny this complete idiot spouting total garbage is. And, and let them listen too. You know, get a subscription. Make a drinking game. Laugh at the complete and total garbage. I have spoken. Everything you heard is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving. I hope you understand. I was born a rambling man.